Welcome down to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. You are listening to Bucks in the Basement. My name's Chris, and Craig here is the biggest Pirates fan you'll ever meet. Let's talk Pirates baseball now. Welcome to Bucks in the Basement. Now I see the changes in this town. They change, they say one thing, but then the next day. doing too bad brother i'm just ready for baseball to start here pitchers and catchers report in what a little over two weeks i know i'm excited i need it because it's cold and i'm miserable and i need i need my baseball fix i want to ask you a question to start off the show and then i want you to just take it wherever you need to take it today um let's say because i it we had this conversation last week we talked about the pirates their focus what they have available to try to build their team. They just signed Chapman and they had spent money on him. And we're like, you know, they really need to find a pitcher. And I I propose the idea of some of the pitchers that are sitting out there that are available through trade. And we talked about that. We talked about like, well, would they really trade assets? Like if they have to keep the, the, the money down and what they're spending, they really can't trade all of their assets because they need those guys to come up, develop and to use them. But then I see what happened this week in the news. One of the players that we were talking about, we were talking about Dylan Cease, a guy who's got two years of control left. He's $8 million this year. He probably, his arbitration number comes up to like 10 to 11 next year. I mean, like, that's a really cost-controlled pitcher who could be a frontline starter. And I see a, a USA Today piece just a couple days ago in which since the Orioles are kind of hoarding prospects, and refusing to use the capital. And they're a very similar team to the Pirates. They have to keep costs down because their owner is cheap, and they have to use the assets they have. And they have a ton of assets, just like the Pirates do in terms of prospects. And they don't want to pay the White Sox asking price for seats. And then you get Jerry DePoto, who loves the trade, from the Mariners. (laughs) If you look at his his 26-man roster right now on Fangraphs, 14 of them were acquired in trade. That's what the Mariners are right now on their projected 26 man and six of them just this season. He just traded four pieces away for Jorge Polanco. And I'm like, why? Like this guy's like, he's that crazy guy in your fantasy league who makes deals. And now he's knocking on the white Sox door and USA today pointed out that if they were able to acquire Dylan cease, it'd be Castillo cease, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby is their big four, okay. which is an insane rotation, right? Now, here's a team that doesn't have exactly what the Sox want, but the guy wants the deal, right? Like, he, he wants the deal. And then you look at the Pirates, and you look at the fact that we need pitching, and I ask the question, would you be upset? And I, I just want to get your honest reaction. Would you be upset if Ben Charrington all of a sudden said, wait a minute, why am I not involved in this? 
this. I'd like to have a front-end starter at the top. I'd like to go win the division this year. Why, why aren't we involved in this whole thing? What do the White Sox actually want? And you don't have to give up schemes. Don't even don't even look at schemes, right? What they want is they want a, a middle infielder, okay? That, that's either Gonzalez or that's Tamara Johnson. Pick one, right? I mean, like, that's, that's, that's what you're trying to do. I, 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 and, and so, like, you um, – so you got you to you pick – just find them a, a – they, they need, like, a middle infielder. They need an outfielder. They really want pitching. Could you imagine if, like – would you be upset? Here's the question. I, I'm kind of getting lost here as I'm trying to go through all the different names here and the possibilities. If you saw Jared Jones and Tamara Johnson get traded for Dylan Cease, would you be upset? Huh, instant reaction? I would say no. Because uh, I made the stance, I think it was even last week or, or the week before, and a few times, is that if you can get a proven piece for a guy that you have not seen yet, then I would say no. I, I don't see how I could be upset. I mean, I I know a lot of people look at, like, Dylan Cease's, some of his, like, metrics that we look at. Um, like whip. Like, his whip last year was not the greatest definitely walks a lot of people strikes out a lot of people i mean his bad points are that he generally is a six inning pitcher who if he gets in the seven you're excited he he did have a high whip but it was accumulated in the back half of last year when they were going into the toilet and yeah. and that was the, that's the thing like if he, it's it's not a very good sample because he was good in the first half of the year and he had a great season the year before. And he's incredibly consistent. Like, he's not a guy that you ever hear, like, he tweaked this, he tweaked that. He goes out and he eats innings and he's a top-end piece. And for that money, when you look at what everybody's being signed for and how the Pirates have to work within a certain budget. I mean, what if it wasn't even Johnson? What if they don't go anywhere near tomorrow? And they just say that they want Nick Gonzalez because they want a middle infielder. And they, and they buy... They buy his draft position. They buy what he could possibly be, and they say, we want a pitcher, we want him, throw in, like, and they may want some other, like, shots in the dark, right? But, like, they want they want a top 100 prospect for sure. So they may sit there, they may sit there and say, fine, we'll take, we'll take Nick Gonzalez off you, and we'll take Jared Jones, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they ask for Solomeno. Maybe they only ask for one of those pitchers. They probably want one of your starting pitchers, though. Let's say they want one of your starting pitchers that's not Skeens in your top 100. They want one of those two guys as a middle infielder, and then they want a sprinkling of this or that or somebody they think could possibly turn into a right fielder that may not even be on a top 100 list but has gotten a taste of the majors that you could find in your system. Like, if they came along and asked for that package, like, I would think that's something the Pirates, they're not, you're not giving up too much capital. That's, that's what I kept thinking. I kept looking at the rumors as to what the Mariners are looking to give up for him and what the asking price of the Orioles. And I go, you know, the Pirates could be in on it, but by doing it, you have to say, we're trying to win, and we think that we could win our division this year. We definitely could be a playoff. 2025, we really think that we're going to have something because he's going to be on the mound. You're not going to have Dylan Season 26. He's yeah. a Boris client, and you see the price tag on Scott Boris, guys. He's He's... He's actually that guy um, that's still out there right now. Why is he slipping my name? Slip, uh, he's, he's a pitcher. He's a starting pitcher. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. He's so comparable to Blake Snell in terms of how long he goes in the innings and his metrics. And you look at what they're asking for for Blake Snell, the Pirates would never pay that. So you're only going to get him for two. 
but do you believe that two years of that guy, when you've been mired in mediocrity or worse for years upon years, and you want to be competitive this year, would you go get two years of cost control and give up one of the four starting pitchers or pitchers that you have in the top 100 list, a middle infielder and possibly an outfielder or some jumble of players, like four players in total, but it'd be centered around that pitcher and that infielder. I mean, I can't say why I wouldn't go for it, Chris, just because, like I said, it gives you a guaranteed piece. It gives you a guy that slots in with Mitch Keller. I mean, we always say, you know, you could put, I, I would put them both top end of the rotation, obviously, you get another one of your five pitchers. You now have, you know, four for this season. So I don't see why you wouldn't do that. I'm the only thing is, is, is how close do you think you are in 2024 and 2025? This brings you a little bit closer and it doesn't really do too much to the, the future. Um, Jared, Jones, no, I don't think it does. You have, you have a glut at, at middle infield, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you I mean, have it, not you everybody's going to not everybody's going to make it. You have plenty of starting pitching. That's but but it's that was the thing. The Pirates are behind on their starting pitching, right? Hasn't that been the complaint that we've had? They're behind on the starting pitching. The starting pitching is further back. So now trade in one of those pieces that's too far away that isn't going to be a factor this year, and 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 bump yourself up. Then you take Martin Perez, who right now Fangraph says is your two, and you make him a three. You take Marco Gonzalez, who they say is a three, and you make him a four. And, 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 and then if Skeens comes along, which we're all hopeful that he does, and you insert him in that rotation, imagine your second half rotation with Keller and Cease and Skeens now up and Perez and Gonzalez. And who else could you go out and possibly get at a trade deadline if you start to catch fire? And now there's excitement in Pittsburgh. I mean, you're that close to something like that happening. And there's so many bats sitting out there right now still looking for a home. You're a couple of, like... Little deals here and there, picking up guys in the last couple of weeks before the offseason after you pull off this trade. And all of a sudden, you're going to have, you're going to be the fun pick on MLB Network where they're like, watch out for the Pirates. And wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would be fun. I mean, I just, like, I mean, we always talk about like the long term and the negatives and what we could do and the hope and the, but I mean, like every once in a while, I like to just throw out there the possibility of, hey, you guys want to just be a team that actually contends this year because it's right there. You got a team that can't wait to get rid of a guy who's a frontline starter that you could control and you can afford for the next two years. And their asking price is essentially guys that are very close to the majors, prospects though, and that you can go and you can hand in or somebody that's had a taste in the majors. And the Pirates are flush with those guys. So that's why I'm just, I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm wondering whether or not it's just like a non-starter for Ben Charrington or if he's if he's sitting back and waiting, much like Jerry Depoto did in with in Seattle, and now all of a sudden the Mariners are the guys this week that are all of a sudden at the front in that conversation. I think that they, I, I can't, I can't think them not having a conversation about this. I know Ben Charrington mentioned uh, previously that they've been, you know, offer some. There's been some trades on the table, but but they have turned them down, which for, in one way makes me think, you know they want to see how this shakes out because none of these trades ha have shaken out. Not a cease, not a, uh, a Sean B, not, not a, not a Shane Bieber. There hasn't been um, anything that's, that's really moved. I mean, the Marlins. Tyler, Tyler Glass now. No, was he, was he a free agent or was he a trade? He, I can't he was a, he was. was a, he was a trade. Okay. He was a trade. That was the one. There was the one guy that got moved. 
that actually made sense. But of course, that was what the Dodgers didn't they grab yeah. them up? Yeah, so, I mean the Dodgers get whatever they want to, and they get things done. Yeah, and and they'll make that trade, and then they then they the reason it looked like a free agent signing is because then they immediately gave That's him right. an extension. That's and, right, and, and they have to do that now because Walker Bueller may not start the season for them because they want to ease him in coming off of surgery, and they want to make sure he has good innings left at the end of the year. That's why they're 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 see that's the thing. Like, don't don't you wish you had an organization that worked like that? <laughs> Gosh, what if, what it must what must it be like to be a Dodger fan? Like, they got, like what? Imagine waking up in the morning and looking over at your Dodger hat, and just knowing your team could just go out and get whatever they want to, whenever they want to, and they're definitely contenders for a World Series every single year. It must be amazing to be a Dodgers fan. Yeah, and they're like, and they're still complaining at times because I I saw something. I don't know. I follow uh, Robert Murray. I'm pretty sure a lot of people do, but like there was Dodger fans asking him, you know, when are we going to go get like one of the top of the line relievers? And I'm like, that, that must just be nice when you've gone out and like (laughs) gotten like three pitchers paid them like a ton of money, you know, sign, sign who they sign was a Teoscar Hernandez for like $23 million. Total stupid money for a guy that doesn't deserve $23 million. It's just like, people are just like, we, we are not happy. We want more. Where is our top? Guess what? Dodger fans. We took your reliever. We took a Chapman. Chapman. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Did they just, did they reacquire Joe Kelly though? I mean, they loved him out there and he's back on that team. They got relievers. Yeah. They got guys. They got plenty out there and they're going to get more and they're going to pick things up. Like I, I find this part, this interesting, this little section of time now between now and pitchers and catchers to be very interesting. And I'm really looking for the pirates to get in on it. And that is the grabbing up the guys that haven't found a chair yet, haven't found a home yet. And are you the best offer for them at this point? And do you increase an offer that's sitting out there by a million or so or $2 million for the year that you wanted to give them to get the guy that you want in here and round off your team? You just saw Justin Turner, who I want to say has been 40 years old for the last 10 years, okay, sign a, sign a deal with the Blue Jays to be their DH. Yeah. And it's, they, they just sat around this whole time. I mean, think about that. There are guys getting signed right now. The contending teams will have his everyday bats in their lineup. And it's, and it's February here in, in a day. Like, I mean, like, think about that. And we still have guys getting signed that are not going to be like, you know, role players, not going to be guys that are coming off the bench, but are actual pieces. And there are plenty of actual pieces sitting out there. You know, I mean, think about, think about this team right now. If you were able to convince somebody like Tim Anderson in a one-year prove-it deal to come in and play second base like he did for Team USA, he's still sitting there. Ahmed Rosario sitting out there in the middle infielder. It's got all kinds of talent. There's a lot of talented guys that are sitting out there. And you have to wonder how many contracts are out on the table where like these free agents are talking to their agent. It's like, all right, you got seven offers and they're listing off the seven teams and the pirates are one of the seven offers. And, and these guys are going to start picking where they want to go. You know? And they and they want to do it soon because I mean, like you said, pitchers and catchers reporting, like we talked about in a, a little less than two weeks at the time of our recording. I mean, a little more than two weeks at the time of our recording, and you, you got to get places. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping that the Pirates bring in a pitcher before those pitchers and catchers report. But I mean, you, I think that somebody said that there was like 30 of the top 50 free agents that, like, you know, whoever it is, MLB trade rumors or. Uh, the athletic or somebody comes out is they're all still sitting out there. 
And that's where, like, I'm wondering, like, with the Pirates, a lot of these times, like, it looks like a lot of these guys want these, they actually want these one-year prove-it deals. Whereas in previous years, it's guys have wanted, you know, whatever would be the most guaranteed money for them. A lot of people, these guys are signing the the one-year deals with, like, that option, which pretty much turns into a one-year deal unless the guy completely stinks and it's a player option and they pick it up because they need another year to prove themselves or they knew they weren't going to get that in the open market. Yes. I don't like these one year deals. Pirates fans don't like these one year deals. And it, and it kind of seems like the pirates aren't really into playing that option game. It's not like really something. I mean, I know they did it last year with Harley and Garcia, but that was like such a, a low end option. It was like, I think three point some, seven, $5 million for this year and nothing to buy it out. But I mean, a lot of these guys, it's like, okay, well they signed a, a two year, you know, what was it? Reese Hoskins, a two year, like $34 million deal, which pirates fans will be like, Oh, that's, that's completely reasonable. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's for the, if you got him for those two years, but you're pretty much only guaranteed to get him for that one year for that $17 million. And if he plays well, he's gone. And if he doesn't play well, then he's trying to hold on. So is that really, you know, that well, that, that's what you're that's what you're trying to get right now if you're a player without a chair, right? Yeah, you're trying to get a team that wants you so bad that you can restart and go be a free agent next year again and try it a second time. Okay, and and the thing is that Pirates may not want to do that, so now they're going to have to wait until those deals are off the table, and that's what stinks about it. <laughs> If you ever see me out and about in Pittsburgh, you will always recognize me. And not just because of the white beard, but also because the why that is always on top of my head. The hat I always wear. The Yin's brand. Proud partners with Bucks in the Basement. Three dynasties. One brand. Yin's. Finally, one brand to rep all black and gold. Follow at Shop Yin's for new merch drops and giveaways. Order online at WW Shop Yins, the emphasis on the two Z's, high quality comfort, lightweight materials, a new modern look for the black and gold, made for Yins by a Yinzer. Right now, you looking at this team, if I sat there and said money was no object, because in reality, everybody that's sitting out there should be affordable to the Pirates at this point, right? There's no Shohei sitting out there, right? Yeah. So if money's no object, we're not talking about contract. We're just talking about players. And you know that there's positions that are all covered by current free agents that are out there still looking for a home. And you wanted to upgrade something. What would you say right off the top of your head, top three positions, whether pitcher, you know, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, or a position on the field, top three things that you would like to see the Pirates go out and get right now to get ready for the 2024 season? I mean, starting pitcher has been at the front from the beginning. And even though they've, you know, acquired a couple I still, I think even even before we knew that that Oviedo went down, I think we still said three guys, you know, two, you know, 
pretty solid guys and then one, you know, wild card type guy, almost like a Vince Velasquez type signing. Well, you've done, in my eyes, the wild card in, in Marco Gonzalez. You've done the pretty much almost like guaranteed thing in in Martin Perez. You you kind of know what he is. You need to go get like one more pitcher. So I, mean, I, I, I go sign Mike Clevenger right now. That's, okay. I mean, that's, that's if you're going, it's, and the Pirates have only been linked to those mid-tier guys. Uh, Blake Snell is, is out there being, you know, sniffed around by the, the Mets. Yeah, they can't afford yeah, him. He's, that's one of those, he's, that's one of those few guys that we're talking about that they really and, can't. Yeah. And Jordan Montgomery, who right. seems to want to go back to the Rangers, but maybe trying to drive up that price a little bit to go back there, but it, it kind of seems happy there. So yeah. yeah. But otherwise, otherwise you're bringing back it's, guys that you've already had in here over the last couple of years. Like you're asking Vince Velasquez to come back. You're asking Rich Hill if he wants to do you're, one you're, more uh, You're asking, no. Noah, you're asking uh, Noah Syndergaard if he wants right. to play, play for the crappy Pirates. You, you want to see Johnny Cueto do that thing where he like stops and like he's like the magic bullet that killed Kennedy like he he's halfway through and then he kind of stops and he does like this weird maneuver and then he finishes the pitch like he'd be fun to watch he would be he'd be he's a fun pitcher still at his age who still can go out there and win more games than he loses and be effective and eat innings and he's a competitor he he's one of those guys that even now as he's been bouncing around the league He's one of those guys that's popped up in publications over the last couple of years, either calling out teammates or be, wanting to win. So, I mean, that's a guy out there that really is only worth about a, a you know, a win above replacement each year over the last couple of years, but has the ability to pitch and, and, and eat some innings. So there's, there's guys that are out there that they can go get after starting pitching, though, are their positions. Because I look at the outfield and say it's not good enough. Well, I don't think that the outfield is is good enough in in our eyes. I just don't know if the Pirates see it that way. So yeah, but I'm I mean, asking if you had a chance. If you had the ability to go out and add, and, and you've already said starting pitcher, pick two other positions on this team that you would want to go after. You. See, you're you're me, the GM. What would you want? I mean, me personally, I mean, I don't know if it's I, – I'm going to take the, the second one out because I'm, I'm in between two places. So the third position that I would look for would be catcher. And, and the reason for that is just because we don't know if Davis can catch. We haven't seen him catch the major league level. People that we, you know, that I trust and that I, I've had on, you know, this show and the minor league news and brews have all said that he is probably about, a, at that point in time, was about a year away from, you know, being even major league ready. I, I don't even know what that it's not even saying that he would be good at the major leagues, but would be major league ready. And that's still looking towards the middle of the season, Jason delay. I mean, a good backup, but not really a starter. I, I kind of want to hedge my bets in, in that aspect. Just in they case. don't, there's not a lot out there. Are no. And that's go, the are problem. you going to go get, are you going to go after Gary Sanchez? Are you, are you going to go chase down Yasmani Grandal or, or Mike Zanino or, or Manny Pena? I mean, like there's not, there's not a lot out there at that position, which is unfortunate. But that's yeah. what you you'd be looking at names like that if you wanted to to add another catcher. But I get that you want to do it. So what are the two positions that you weren't sure about? Well, the other the one thing that that gets talked about a lot is is Jack Swinsky's ability to play center field, and in the corner outfields he has performed better. He's actually performed better in left field rather than right field. Uh, but Brian Reynolds has left field. So it would be moving him to right field, bringing in a center fielder to to kind of shore up. A lot of times it would be the defense on that end because – Michael A. Taylor. 
What would you think about a Michael A. Taylor? And that's the name that gets like pushed out there all the time. And defensively, like obviously he's, he would automatically like be put in there and he would be your best defender in the outfield. I think I looked and he was like something like, like nine outs above average defensive run saved. Yeah. He's got, he's got a great, he's got a great defensive run saved. The thing is though, that you, he's going to be one of those players that hits for a low average that you're hoping hits home runs. Yeah, and okay. he doesn't even like really hit, get on base. He hit, two, he hit 21 home runs last year, but he only hit 220. And his OPS was only a 720, which means he was below league average still. So that's the problem, is that he's not helping you with the bat if you go and get a guy like that. Yeah, and he's going to frustrate people because, I mean, I, I looked and like his strikeout rate is is at, around, or above 30% all the time. And his walk rate is like 6 7 maybe 8%. Like, cause I looked at his on base percentage and there's only been like two times over the past, I think it was like three or four years where he's had an on base percentage over 300. So that's a guy that is going to dazzle you in the field and, you know, probably make some, some spectacular plays, make the, you know, spectacular look, look pedestrian, but he is going to have to sit at the back of your lineup and you're going to, you're definitely going to have to hope that he hits home runs. So that's where I was saying is if you're bringing somebody into play center field, most of the times, I mean, there's, there's not like, you know, a, a Luis Robert tree where there's guys that hit for no. power, hit for average. Not a lot of guys like that, that also play a good defensive center field. So if you're getting a guy that's going to play in center field, then you're more than likely getting a guy who plays very good defensively and just basically carries around a toothpick. I mean, that's just what you're looking at. And and that's probably what you're – and that's here's the thing. There's not a lot of hitters that are sitting out in the outfield right now. You almost would want to go towards the defensive angle because then you're just going to get somebody who's middling at both otherwise, you know? Yeah, and I that's why my thing is I kind of – I lean towards this and, and bringing up like a Tim Anderson and Ahmed Rosario. I, I've looked at some other players, and it's like to me second base. And I know that like people would say, well, you are, you would be blocking the opportunity for Nick Gonzalez. He only got, you know, oh, a little whatever. over 100 points. He's, he's, he's good enough that he takes – You're yeah, blocking he's good Leo enough, he takes Like, Yeah. If they're good enough, then they take yeah, it away so, from somebody else. And, and, I just hate going in with holes and, and and believe me. And and it doesn't even like, like, I think I've brought this up a few times before was Rodolfo Castro the year before was over a two war player and was last year supposed to be like our starting second baseman came out, you know, couldn't hit (laughs) for, for the life. You know, he, he basically became a platoon bat. If that, and then he's traded away for Bailey Falter. So, I mean, to kind of put that on, okay, we're going to let, you know, Pagaro and Gonzalez battle out at second base sounds, you know, all good and fine. And you'll say, you know, one of these guys will win this in spring training. Well, to me, like spring training stats really don't mean a whole lot. And you had a guy the previous year who proved it in the major leagues and couldn't even stick at the position. I would rather bring in a veteran so that you could have, you know, somebody who is, I mean, they're both good defensively, but a, a more veteran presence to help out Rowdy Telez, who's not a very rangy, you know, 
first baseman. And at that point in time, you have, you have keep Ryan Hayes, Ono Cruz, and then whoever this second baseman would be. And that would be like a pretty solid middle infield. I just don't know if you put, if you put Michael A. Taylor in center field and then you move Jack Swinsky over to right field, then you have Connor Joe, Edward Olivares. I mean, I guess Palacios would probably be out of there, but. Well, here's the thing. You would strengthen your defense, but then you need to add hitting. So then the second base, like, here's the thing. What if they were, and it shouldn't be that crazy to say it at this point, folks. What if they were to add a Michael A. Taylor to improve their defense and then add a second baseman that they felt better about the hitting? Yeah. Because you need to add more offense, right? So why not add more? Like, that's the thing. Like, it, you, that, when you're talking about second baseman, they're very different options out there right now. Like, do you want to go with somebody that's more of a veteran that can play defense? Do you want to go with somebody who's a veteran who can play offense but might lose a little bit defensively? You know, because if you wanted a veteran that play that people seem to love in a locker room that plays good defense, you'd look at Elvis Andrus and you'd say, I'm going to go sign that guy to go stand at second base. Yeah. Right? He would play a very good – he would have a very big veteran role inside the clubhouse. You always read good things about him, and he'd be a guy to be standing out there, right? But if you wanted to get offense – You'd be trying to convince somebody like Tim Anderson who hasn't been able to find anybody really interested in him that, hey, you need to kind of resurrect your career. Why don't you spend a year here? We'll do one of those one-year, one-year option type things here. He's not really blocking long-term. He comes in to help your club. And then all of a sudden you got a guy who was a leadoff hitter and has a bat that you add on to your team. You're able to shuffle that order a little bit, okay, and and add more power to your team and more more offensive output. A guy won a batting title just a few years ago. And but he may he be converting from shortstop to second, and there may be a few deficiencies. Like, I mean, like what type of player would you be looking for at second base? I think says everything. But I do agree with you that it'd be a, that's a position that I would add to because you have more options in your middle infield right now to be able to add and improve your team for the 2024 season than you have in the outfield. And that's the thing. You have more in the in that you have more infield options currently available walking around a free agency than you have in the outfield. Outfield, you might have to pull off the trade. Yeah, and and that's something that I feel like that is also something that could be you know traded for if you're doing well in it. You know, in the middle of the season. I mean, that's something. That's a place where I feel like you could fill. And then, like you said, if if Gonzalez or Piguero, you know, start to push Tim Anderson out of the way, and he builds at least somewhat of that trade value, then you then you trade him. I mean, I I don't know. It's just to me, it's like there's so many places to add. Obviously, the the main hole is it starting pitching. I just wouldn't ask you know Tim Anderson to square up against anybody, you know. <laughs> but he'd be the perfect. Think about that. You get a guy who nobody seems to want right now. He resurrects his career. If he gets pushed out of the way, you get value for him. If not, you can figure it out next year. Now I see the changes in this town. They change, they say one thing, but then the next day.